まままままで参った参った
people rarely do. Funny enough. <laughs> it's like everyone forgets I'm black for a moment sometimes. Um, and she checked in on me and she was like, how you doing with everything that's going on? And it was nice. It was nice to have that check in. Anyway, wanted to start that off. Get that off my chest. Um, I'm happy about the manhunt that's going on. Um, I hope every FBI agent, when they walk out the door, they turn to their spouse and they say, I'm going to go hunt some orc. And then they sh- they sheath their dagger in their cloak. <laughs> and they dash down the hill. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's it for that. Um, I will probably have more to say as things develop. But right now, I figured I wouldn't yet. I really want to. And I have made jokes on our Twitter already. Um, but <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast, the game podcast. Um, I have not told Dustin or Arnold, and they haven't asked me funny enough. Right? They didn't ask me at all as we were getting ready for the podcast what the topic of the day is. I figured whatever it was, it would be. Okay. It's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, you guys are fine. It's good. I did um, a lot of research. On I mean, you can prove us wrong. Oh yeah, I just flip. I just confuse <laughs> just myself. I feel like today we're gonna do a topic that none of y'all know anything about. Oh my god, no! I actually thought that was like today's the day I'm gonna talk about something I want to talk about. But I was like, um, no, I thought of a good one. I think this would be fun. This would actually be a really fun episode um, for the topic, particularly. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, let's. Let's jump into let's jump into the goddamn news. Let's jump into our next issues. Next issues, as everyone knows, is part of the podcast where we talk about the news, what's going on in the gaming and nerd world. I have no news um, that is worth a bunch of demos came out recently. Um None worth of true mentioning. One we will talk about. Actually, I'll mention this now. Um, but the Monster Hunter um, Rising demo for the Nintendo Switch came out recently. And apparently it was downloaded so much that it broke the eShop server. <laughs> um, I And I, I witnessed this. I was trying to download it the day it came out. The, the night of it being came out and I couldn't download it. It it didn't download until the next morning. Like I woke up and it was finished downloading. But as I tried to download it for like an hour the night before, I was like, what is this? What's happening with this download? Then I looked it up and apparently everyone was downloading this demo, which proves two things to me. One, the Monster Hunter fan base is bigger than you think. (laughs) Um, And two, People who keep shitting on Nintendo are just like, what, five people apparently. Because (laughs) no way in freaking hell should there be a server problem for a game on a system most people refer to as a baby toy. (laughs) If if they don't have it, right? So it's just like... um, Also, the third one is that weebs will crash a server. Because... um, this one, most people may not recognize, Monster Hunter Rising is very Japanese-themed. Like, extremely Japanese-themed. Like, your your teacher is basically, like, Strider meets Kakashi. Um, and 
all your designs, everyone's all your designs for your weapons and stuff looks more um, Japanese or East Asian. Um, yeah, in there, uh, Kusari Kusari Gama is like so, a weapon now. No, I thought it was, and I, I think I told James I didn't think it so, was. So yeah, think- Arnold was already poo pooing on my parade, and he was right. <laughs> and I was see people. This is see. I keep telling people this. When I am hopeful for something positive, it never happens. <laughs> When when I predict bad, it always happens. But um, I was hoping for Kurosagami. Uh, it's not actually Dustin. What it is is you know Monster Hunter World the grapple hook. Yeah, it's a modified version of that with a unique blue texture to it, so it looks all energized and cool. And depending on the weapon you have, it has a unique attack pattern that's mm. different for each weapon. So in that sense, you could address it as a Kurosigama because it can be used as a weapon. It is a string. It does have all this. Um, but it is not one proper. It's not a weapon type, which I was really looking forward to. I was like, ooh. And as I'm going through all the weapon types, nothing pops up. They don't call it ball and chain. There wasn't something like whip or something. It was just all the normal ones. And then when I get into the game, I was like, boy, his hook looks like the Kurosigama. And I was like, god damn it. Um, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I'll talk more about it in my, um, patch notes, because I did play the demo for a little bit. But yeah, that's the only news releasing game-wise, and even movie-wise. Like, there's nothing for me of concern. So I am going to go and leave it to Dustin, if he has any news. Um, I've got a little bit, uh, in some bad news, uh, Brad Venable, who's the voice actor, passed away. I um, don't have any details other than that, um, really. He was 43. Um, I haven't specified a cause of death or a date or anything like that. Um, he voice acted for a lot of different anime on dubs like Scratchman, Apu, and One Piece, and Daz and Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. and Khajiit and Overlord, and Shisame and Dragon Ball Super, and so on. Um, but yeah, lots of different roles there. Yeah, really tragic there. He's, he's very young several guy, voices in three houses. Fire Emblem mm-hmm. Three Houses alone. Like he is and he's good because I recognize all the characters um that he was that he portrayed and I am bummed out. There's a lot of young youngish people in animation and voice acting as of late that have passed. Because the one of the art directors for SpongeBob recently passed in mm-hmm. Hey Arnold. Um, oh yeah, I heard about that. And yeah, it's it's upsetting. Like mm-hmm. Like yeah, he he was a talent, and he was in a lot of things. And I, in particular, when I was like, oh my god, like this guy has been in three houses and everything like that. And then even if you just take out the fact that he did shit for my entertainment, like forty three mm-hmm. years old, like mm-hmm. it's upsetting. It's not you know a great thing to think about. Um, yeah, unless of course you're not an empathetic person and you're just like, eh. but. We're not on this podcast. We feel for people. So I hope his family is doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that is not anything anyone wants to have to manage or deal with and stuff. Not that not, not that early. Um, no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, go ahead, Dustin. Um, and some positive news. Um, so y- y'all, do y'all know, I know... James might know it a little better than Arnold does because it's an old thing. Uh, Blackjack by Osamu Tezuka, you know, Astro Boy. Um, it's one of his manga. It's like 
really old. Um, I feel like I just cut out there. No, no, no you, you did. You did. I heard okay. You. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just checking. Connection's sometimes unstable, but yes. Um, the off the the um, they're making limited edition art prints for the seventieth fifth anniversary of Osamu Tezuka as a manga artist, mm, and mm. the um, Blackjack is like a uh, a doctor. It's sort of a weird yeah. series, but anyway, um, because of that, and I guess that they decided that it was a good idea to um, sell these 350 prints. They are limited edition, right? So um, mm-hmm. not not a lot of them. They also are very expensive. They're like $1,500 each. Um, oh, wow. 3% of the profits are going to Doctors Without Borders. So that's nice. How much are they? That is good. Uh, $1,500. And only 3%? <laughs> I know, right? 3%? Like, that's like, like that's fifteen percent. That is money, but like freaking AG ADG blah, Oh my god, AGDQ. <laughs> yes, raised. What was it? Over two million dollars, right? Easily at this point, like they just be raising money for stuff, um, uh, including sixty thousand dollars, so people could watch. Would have to watch Wanda come out again. Yeah, like the thing. The the best part about it is that it takes some of the most cringiest things about being a nerd and they basically like sell it out in that way. I was I've, I've been rewatching the 2017 one or 2000 I think 2017 um, GDQ. Um, mainly because I I know why they're doing what they're doing and I'm glad that they're doing this. I want them to keep doing it this way until they can again, but I like GDQ as a crowd. I like the crowd aspect of it. So I'm not asking, don't hear me out, Judica. I'm not asking you to break COVID directions and do something stupid. Keep doing it online. But when I do want that crowd feel of ADGQ, um, I've been rewatching it. And they did one for Kingdom Hearts where they donated large amounts of money for people to sing the, um, the certain songs from Disney movies as they were playing Kingdom Hearts. Mm. I like um, it. I like it. It was hilarious. Um, I skipped through all the songs because I don't want to hear the cringy singing, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy that other people enjoyed it and they got money. So, you know. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool, though. They're still going to a good cause regardless, even if it's a small percentage. Um, other news uh, there's apparently a lot of new trailer stuff information. On the second Sailor Moon Eternal film, apparently. So they, that's out there now. Okay. I know we have at least one Sailor Moon fan affiliated with this podcast, so I figured I would mention it. I am also a Sailor Moon fan. <laughs> so that's what I said, at least one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but that's um, it's coming the f- f- currently February the 11th, although, as I should note, a lot of events in Tokyo are currently not happening because of a state of emergency because their COVID cases have went up mm-hmm. um, after oh, a long time of planning to manage to keep it fairly low in Tokyo they've had a lot of uh, a lot of outbreaks so. I think maybe because of some of the movies that came out um, yeah yeah um, I know one thing that they canceled the midnight showings of uh, a- the Ava movie to prevent further mm-hmm. there's been a lot of anime movies coming out and um, because anime watchers are young they think they're somehow immune to disease which is mm-hmm. not how life works I just want people to know <laughs> the no, disease just because you're young 
Not mean you'll be like, oh yeah, it'll be like you know a cold. No, right? No, I've known young people who've gotten it. Even if you don't have severe symptoms, it still. Oh, I've known people younger than me who've gotten it, and they're like, it's like dangerous. Like Mm. they're like, this is terrifying. Like people, and these are people who are safe, mind you. These are people who actually follow the rules, and they've gotten it, and it's just like. People are just like, well, you get it anyway, or herd immunity, which is, again, that's not how that works. But, like, you know, um, a lot of people who are younger in, um, like, anime, they're like, oh, this is out. I'll go watch it. It'll be fine. And then they give it to other people. Um, Yeah, I'm not surprised that Tokyo's gotten it. I am surprised that, of all the places... Tokyo's cases are going up only outside of the anime thing, of course, but like just because the culture of Japan is about cleanliness and also they're used to the mask thing in like maintaining distance when needed. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, and wearing masks, they did that before, yeah, they did it before. Um, I heard actually a really funny thing <laughs> since we're talking about masks. Um, I've heard some people, um, someone was making a joke on a D&D server um, that I was reading, and they were like, oh, all of my first frontline worker friends have been vaccinated. It's time for in-person D&D. And a lot of people are like, no, like, that's that's not, they're like, that's not how that works. Like, first off, you got to wait till you get the second part of the vaccine. And then even if you don't have it, you can carry it on your body. And they're like, they're like. You should not do that. People are it, the point of the vaccine is to keep it from getting worse, and then that helps kill the spread. And then down the line, you can go back out. Um, and then um, one person was like, "Yeah, um, make sure you wear your mask and everything still too." And someone was like, "You ever notice that it's so much better wearing the mask now?" And some people are like, "Yeah, I'm going to continue wearing them even after all of this." They're like, "Because I don't have to smile at people, and my face stays warm <laughs> during winter." <laughs> It's like, you know what? Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people are like that. My my goddaughter, my uh, one of my goddaughters, um, she loves wearing her mask because she doesn't... Well, one, she's a woman in America. Everyone expects her to smile. So, like... Why she, don't you smile more? It's well, like, yeah, it's like why don't why don't you look why pretty? Don't you mind for me? your own business, right? Um, <laughs> so she she likes that. My um, my fiance, she keeps making jokes. She's like, I'm gonna keep wearing it. She was like, I ain't got to show my face to people. Um, but I yeah, admit, at least on one occasion, I was like, oh, I forgot to shave. Oh well, I gotta wear a mask. Anyway. Exactly right. You be like, this is this is cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyhow. Um, I just thought that was funny. Sorry for taking up that one. Dustin. All right. Um, but go ahead. Uh, Attack on Titan is ending April 9th. Thank God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> okay. Go go for it, dude. I'm, I lost interest in this series quite a while ago. I am, I am always surprised when I hear more news about it because... It's like it didn't already end? Right. I'm kind of like, man, it's still going? Like, of... Like, um, My Hero came out after that, and um, 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 Demon Slayer came out. All these really big things. Demon that got Slayer came out, was successful, and ended. Right, all before Attack on Titan did. And I'm part of me is kind of like, I thought these fans had already moved on, you know. But mm-hmm. I talked to some teens, and they're like, yeah, they still like it. So, yeah. It's cool. Glad it's ending. Yep. Um, 
Yostar Pictures has appointed Keiichi Sato. I had to figure out how to pronounce that. Um, as creative director, who is the person who did Tiger and Bunny. Oh. And so he's got a new project. Ooh, I like it. I don't know anything much about it yet. Okay. I like Tiger and Bunny. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, two last little pieces of news. Um, so there was a very funny <laughs> misspelling on Spotify of a Persona 3 battle track. Mm, yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> the name of the track is Burn My Dread, okay? Which is a little bit odd and a little bit, just a little, just a little it's bit. It's very Persona trying to be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit of like, yeah. Anyway, um, I learned this it word. was mislabeled on or put into Spotify incorrectly as "burn my bread." So. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I heard about that. Yeah, people were cracking up over that. So I heard about that. Um, yeah, I guess I feel, I feel like somebody's autocomplete was like, um, "Hey, you meant bread, right? Right? Because right? you're burning something, like you know." Apparently, like a lot of parody videos and a re- resurface of the the Aegis toaster meme. Mm-hmm. That's funny though. Yeah, I I did hear about that. Um, for people who don't know already, and um, for the people it concerns, people already know this. Like Persona fans <laughs> typically are up on their news, but yeah, um, they released all the Persona One soundtrack, um, mm-hmm. on there. Um, yep. so you can listen to it. Persona Lots soundtracks of- are good. They are 70% of the reason why I like the Persona series. 30%. Like, there's, a 30, there's another remaining 30%. Which is other the 70%. 30% is separated between the artwork, the, the story, and the battles, which are the smallest percent. Um, mm. the, the combat in Persona is my least favorite. Um, up until 5. I don't know. I've never played 5. But the music imported to the Switch. They keep saying, and it's not all Nintendo's fault. I'm sure Nintendo may be giving a thing, but it is. It's very much Atlas and Sega. So if it's if it's anyone to blame for it, it's because the Atlas and Sega didn't want to port anything until they actually saw the success on Steam. Like it was so successful on Steam, they're going to do more ports now. So it's clearly a big money thing. Um, but I think the same issues that people complain about Nintendo not releasing their games on other stuff can be pointed directly at the Persona series is that you'll get more fans if you stop being so exclusive. Um, yes. So who knows? I've heard they keep saying that they're going to port it to other um, systems. Um, I don't care as much anymore like I used to. Like I'm going to get it if it does get ported. Don't get me wrong. But I'm, I've I've cared less and more and more because it's kind of like I got other great RPGs I'm playing. I'm a Trails fan now, so I'll be good for at least a year or two before I want Persona again on Switch. Um, but yeah, it's out. Enjoy it. Yes. Uh, one last little quote-unquote news piece. Uh, TV As- Asahi, I think. It's Asahi. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, they released a. Um, a, they had a poll, right? A manga general election poll on January 3rd, which was 150,000 voters um, deciding what were the their favorite manga series. Um, do y'all have any guesses on some of the ones in there? And roughly what number? 
where they might one be. Now, I will of- say it is slanted because stuff that's very new, that's very popular, made it very hot. Demon Slayer has to be in the top three. <clears throat> Demon Slayer is number two, yes. Yep, okay. I knew that for a fact. As soon as you said it's slanted by recent events, because I know Demon Slayer has has made like it it's the new uh, my hero academia and attack on titan for right now mm-hmm. when we're older people will be like oh it was pretty cool but like for yeah. right now it's like oh, later oh. it'll go to like number number nine or twelve or something. right so okay demon slayer is number two um mm-hmm. arnold you have any predictions before i try to take all the predictions i mean mm-hmm. i <laughs> i've really been watching that much so i mean my is it my hero on the list i know it has to be in there yeah okay my hero is number number seven. Hold on, hold on. Gotta find it. Uh, number sixteen, actually. Oh, you went lower than I thought. Okay, so if my hero's there, um, that could be because my hero hasn't had a new season in a little bit. Mm-hmm, um, that's very possible. Um, okay, awesome. One Piece is in top five. One Piece is number one. Yes. Okay, that's uh, yeah, not I even, that's that not even fun anymore. I love One Piece, but it's not even fun predicting where it's at. Um, <laughs> Um, it's also had a thousand chapters this week. Yay. Yeah. Oh, man, oh we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, top um, in the top 10, Dragon Ball has to be somewhere in there. Dragon Z Ball is number Super, five. Number five. Okay. Um, Dragon Ball is number five. So between Demon Slayer and Dragon Ball. Um, There's two spots between Demon Slayer and Dragon Ball. And this is done by Japan's favorite manga, right? Naruto? Brotherhood? Naruto is second. Mm. Full Metal Alchemist is nine. Damn. Naruto, you said a seven? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Bleach isn't in top ten, right? Bleach? Poor Bleach. Bleach is 23. (laughs) That's upsetting. Um, Okay, so... Is it really, though? So, it... No, it's not, but also it is. Um, okay, so Naruto's not in the top five. No, Naruto's in the top ten, but not the top five. Is a new one in the top five? Um, no, actually. Okay, so it's old. Okay, that the makes only it... new one, the newest one in the top five is Demons. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, so that makes it a little bit easier. Um, these are all by Shonen Jump or just manga in general? Manga in general. Okay. Some of these I have never heard. Is there uh, like, what's a sports one? Okay, Arnold is on the right track. Wait, wait, what did number I three is in fact a sports one. What'd you say, oh, James? Oh, is it's it a the sports basketball one. one? Slam- it is in fact slam dunk. dunk. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, when, when Arnold says sports one, I didn't hear it at first, and then Dustin was saying, "I was like, it, okay, so it has to be one of the basketball ones." But slam dunk's the oldest, so it has slam to be. dunk is number three. Okay. Number nope. four is also a very long-running series. But it's not a sports one. Not a sports one. Is it an action manga? I would call it action, kind of. It's not fighting, though. Is it Detective Conan? It is. Ha! 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 I was like, yes! Okay, I'm I'm batting pretty well here. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, we got... Let's go ahead and... Well, now yeah, that go we've ahead. made it this Y'all can go ahead and guess on the other rest of the top ten, and then okay, <laughs> okay. mention some of the other highlights. So we've been going so far so good here, Arnold. Um, we got our top five almost perfectly. Um, 
But we got to do number six. And since Naruto is number seven, this makes it very difficult. Um, Wait, what, what are left? Six, six and eight, six, nine, eight, and ten. and ten. Because number nine was Full Metal Alchemist. Because oh, Arnold mentioned that's right. Who put that there? <laughs> Uh, okay, so That's six. so much better. So, well, I'm surprised Naruto wasn't in top five. Um, okay, so we're at six. Okay. Six. Is six an action manga? Yes. Okay. Did it come on Toonami? Um, B? I'm not actually sure. Okay. It's a big, it's a big title. It's a popular title. Okay, it's a very popular title. Did it come on Kids WB? Oh, no, definitely not. Okay. Oh, then, then it's inappropriate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, is is that... What's that? Is there like the... Because I know James talks about a lot. The chef one? It is not Food Wars. Oh, uh, let me find Food Wars, so actually. Know some of us being like the top 20. It, um, it must be, be above Bleach, right? Hold on. I mean, what's the other show, Geki? How do you spell it? Oh, Shoku. Oh, well, you can just put in Food Wars. That's what yes. they even refer to it like. That's it's not like. even on here somehow. What? Yeah. Um, Wait, it must have been here on the Japanese name. I'll keep looking while you're okay. guessing. Um, I, I don't know any more popular anime, James. I know some, but not any that I would oh, think is God, number six. Y'all, y'all will be really salty that it's it. Right, that's the thing. I'm like, this is a number six. This means is promised to Neverland. Up that's there? not an action one though. That's more of a uh, horror one, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's in. Promised Neverland is forty six. Forty six. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. So it's action, and I'll be upset about it. Is there a Gundam? No, there's not. A I wouldn't I be don't upset think there's about any Gundam. Gundam in here. I'm not surprised. Animated. Yeah, Gundam <laughs> would not be in there. It can be kind of complicated. Um, so it's an action one. I'm gonna be grumpy pants. Did we say ti- Attack on Titan? It is an Attack on Titan. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, <laughs> Attack on Titan out does not show. Cool dude, cool dude. Okay, oh, Attack on Titan was number six. Yes, uh, Attack on. Are you kidding me? Attack on Titan uh, outdid Naruto and Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist by law should be in the top five. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. okay, so number eight and number ten. Okay, number eight and number ten. So there's something better, according to other people who don't read, than Full Metal Alchemist. I know, right? What's, um, is, is number ten... Uh, let's go I, with, mean, I, can't, I don't know what number ten is. Is it an okay. action? I always start off, is it an action okay. one? Uh, which one do you want? Eight number eight. Let's go eight first. Um, it's action-y. I'll say that. Okay, it's action-y. Um... So it's in the. Is it new? Uh, not really. It's it's been around for about. It's been around for a while. I don't know if it's still running, but I know it's been around for a while. Okay, so it's been around for a while, and it's a popular one. Uh, yes. I mean, it's number eight, so it's got to be. <laughs> You're right. Well, I don't know. You know, they put Attack and Titan on six for some reason. It's popular. Like it's not good, but it's popular. Um. Is there a slice of life one? <laughs> Just not in the top ten, is nah, it? But there probably are. There probably is one later. In. Yeah, know. like I don't think the top ten. Arnold, think of top ten as like your triple A video games are your Oscar bait movies. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in the top ten regardless of quality. 
These and you are said, your Marvel Cinematic Universe titles. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, so number okay, number eight is Action E. Do I like it? Have I read it? Um, I don't know if you like it or not. Okay. Do I want another hint? Yeah, give me another hint. It's a big hint, though. Uh, I will tell you all this. Actually, I won't tell you whether it's eight or whether it's ten. But there are there is a second sports manga in the top ten. <gasps> is it tennis? No, it's not. It's a no, 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 no. It's is it Captain Tsubasa? Um, no, it is actually in there, but it's much lower. Uh, Prince of Tennis, by the way, is fifty-four, what? and Captain Tsubasa is ninety-seven. Okay. Um. Anyway, <laughs> mm. losing my brain this, here. Okay, so one oh, Haikyuu. Haikyuu is number eight. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, why didn't I think about this? I was like, it has to be newer if it's a sports it's, one. Uh, than the ho- yeah, it's a volleyball one. I was gonna be like, what would be strong enough for little chillins? To think it's good, but they don't go back and look at other good sports anime. It has to be something available. And yeah, uh, don't get me wrong, Haikyuu's great. I love Haikyuu. Um, I watch it and I need to read it. We'll say nine, which is Full Metal Alchemist, and also ten should have been like higher in the list, but we'll have bad taste. Okay, ten is something that should be higher on the list. Do I like ten? You like ten a lot, yes. Ooh, a lot. Is Tin hated by the anime community? No, Tin is Tin is an anime darling too. Is it action? Yes. Is it Hunter Hunter? Uh, that's eleven actually. Oh. <laughs> okay, so it's an anime darling that outdid Hunter Hunter by one point. Um, and I like it. Um, yes. I don't know. I don't know. If- I'm surprised I hadn't guessed this one yet. Me, I, me, when you say it, I'm gonna be like, God damn it. Arnold, do you have a guess? I don't. I don't. Action. It's action. It's outdone Hunter x Hunter. I want to say what I want to say, but do Dustin to- said that the say. anime world likes it, meaning it's not fairy tale. It's not fairy tale. Fairy yeah. tale is probably in here somewhere. Let me see if fairy tale's in here. Fairy tale is 65. What? 65? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. Attack on Titan six and Fairy Tale is sixty five. Um, that's fair, actually. <laughs> that's not fair. People just like the potato bit. That's why. Y- yeah. Um, Y'all are gonna kick yourselves in a minute. Oh we'll wait, if it, if it is it low hanging fruit, like this is something right. that it's everyone better. claims is. Oh, does everyone think it's really deep? Um, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Okay, uh, I mean, I don't, James, do you like Tokyo Ghoul? Is it Tokyo Ghoul? No, I fucking it's hate not Tokyo, Tokyo Ghoul. Ghoul. Okay, not, Tokyo Ghoul is forty-one, by the way. Okay, that's a little. <laughs> by bit the better. way, I started to trend. Whenever y'all guess one that's not it, I'll tell you. You tell me where it's at. <laughs> um, Soul Eater. No, uh, no, it can't be it's Soul, not Eater. Soul Eater. But Soul Eater is not even in the Soul Eater. Have a what one. do you Soul mean? Well, Soul Eater does have a manga. It just catapults into stupid. Um, I'm gonna say what I think it is. Okay, what and it's gonna it sound is? insulting everyone, but I'm not meaning this insultingly because I said it sounds. People think it's deep. Um, is it Berserk? It, no, it's not actually Berserk. And is it JoJo? Berserk is ninety-one. JoJo's is number two. Oh! Yes. Oh! <laughs> I literally could not think of anything. Kono Dioda. Kono Dioda. Oh, I That's why I said JoJo's number nine, number ten should have been like two and three. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Uh, yes, let's see. Go ahead. Other highlights. Gintama was 12, obviously, of course. Because uh, it's super uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, World <laughs> Trigger is apparently big. I didn't know okay. this. It's like 14. Um, I gotta read World Trigger because I've tried 10 times to get into that manga and I stop on the front page every time. <laughs> um, let's see here. Kingdom is 13. I know you like Kingdom, Ooh, right? Oh, yes. Kingdom is so good. It's so long. Uh, Doraemon, of course, is in here at 15 because people love Doraemon. People <laughs> freaking love Doraemon. Um, Yu Show was 17, so it was up there pretty I was high. wondering where Yu Show would be, yeah. Uh, since we mentioned it earlier, Blackjack, which they're selling the prints of, is 18. Um, okay. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is an, an undeserved oh, number 19 because it's too near to get that high. I knew uh, in it. My opinion. I knew it. I was like, Jujitsu has to be in the top fucking twenty because it's so cool. Want to be like formulaic? It's, it's, it's like so formulaic. It checks all the boxes of being a cool manga. It's so it's so formulaic. I'm not saying it's bad. No, it's, it's not like all the boxes. It's not bad by any means of manga terms, and I think it's perfect for it's it's Bleach for the next generation. It's it's that's what it is. It's you Hakusho and Bleach for the next generation. It's about teenagers being teenagers with cool powers. But that's all it's about. It's not deeper than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's straightforward. Man, that's crazy. That was fun. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can hit some other highlights. Okay. Right quick. Go ahead. Um, Fist of the North Star was twenty-two. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Inuyasha was twenty-eight. Um, let's hmm. see here. Uh, Ashida no Joe, I know is pretty popular. It was twenty nine. Um, Kenshin was thirty one. Um, Zatch Bell was thirty three. Huh. Hmm. Um, let's see here. Astro Boy was thirty nine. Um, have you ever watched Golden Kamui? I kind of want to watch it. It's on here at forty. I um, have. So I've so I've read a good bit of Golden Kamui. Um, it's good. Um, I haven't finished it. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Um, it's very, very, very good. Um, it is. How do I describe it? It's it's a little bit JoJo esque and Vinland Saga esque, in the sense that it's very grounded, um, grounded combat and action, but has kind of that anime aesthetic to it. The comedy is really funny. Because it is mostly centered around the girl. And the girl right. is this straight-faced um, um, native of Japan. And she, when she does her comedy, like there's a part where she tells the man her culture. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And she's like, and we eat the guts of the fish. And he was mm-hmm. like, why would you do that? And normally her face is straight, and so she'll like she'll she'll scoop out a whole thing of the fish's guts raw, and then she'll try to give it to him, and he'll say no thanks, and she'll make this face like this old woman, like an angry old woman, and she'll just keep pushing it towards his face, <laughs> and like, he'll eat it, and she's like, "Thank you for accepting my customs," but you'll never see her do it. It's like so you don't know if it's a custom or she's like preying on his like racism. <laughs> Um, she's like I knew right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and it's good I actually now that you mention it I think I'll start rereading it again it's been a while since I've read it but it's good stuff Golden Kamui is good Um, I don't know I heard the anime is atrocious 
Like I heard it's I like could... hideous how it looks. <laughs> so um, let's okay. see. Any others y'all want to ask about? Because I'm not gonna go through this. There's a lot of. Mm. Uh, nah, not that I can think of. Um, Chainsaw Man was 58. That's probably a little more fair because it's not that it's not that old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is Pokemon uh, on there? Probably not. Yeah. Parasite is 60. Let me see if uh, Cyborg 009. Pokemon is not. Yeah. I um, yeah. Par- uh, what was it? I was. Uh, um, I knew people that were nuts over Fruits Basket. It's, it's 87. Mm, okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of familiar names on here. Magi is 75. Oh, okay. Mm. Hmm. I like Magi. Wait, wait, you said 75? 75. Oh, my God. Like, these are manga that have the same problems as some of the manga that are higher up on the list. But they're mm-hmm. better to me story-wise, yes. and even action-wise, than the manga that have... Like, they have... All of these manga have the issue of, like, having a hiatus or stopping at a similar point or having some weird... <laughs> I feel like Berserk would be higher if it was ever finished and didn't this. What number did Berserk get in? Sorry. 91. <laughs> you know what? 91. I'm gonna say something controversial about Berserk because I had a kid ask me the other day, he asked me, is Berserk worth me reading? And he said it. He said it to me like um, privately because I am also with him in a group chat with a couple of his friends, and all of his friends worship Berserk. And mm. um, he's pretty level-headed. He's not. He's not so much. He, he he is a weeb, but he's like a weeb that acknowledging his weebness, while the others are like, right. "We're not weebs," as they like post a cat girl that's going meow on the front. Um, but like, <laughs> I love that particular metaphor. Particular <laughs> um, example you used. Sorry. Um, but like, but like, he asked me, and he said, "Is it good?" And I said, "Berserk is good," because he was like, "I feel like it's overhyped." I said, "Berserk is a good story. It is a good manga, and it is good. The original, it's a good anime. It, however, does have the one." hype moment in it don't get me wrong the fights are good the fights are hype but i mean that it has that one twist that one emotional twist um for those of you who don't or do read one piece that that ace death moment you know that that moment where ace dies and everyone's like oh my goodness this is why you should get into the series which is not why you should get into one piece by the mm-hmm. way like it I would have been happy if Ace died and we were done with that, but apparently Oda is making a fucking manga about him now. Um, but is that a pre- it's a prequel, right? Right, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, um, how about he just finishes this arc that apparently isn't that great? Forget that. How about you kill a character and kill them and make their death significant by not keep bringing them back? Um, but anyway. So, Berserk has that one big moment. That one big, oh my god, this happened, oh my... Like, and it is. It, it, is a, it is a big moment in the story. Afterwards, however, it is back to the basics. It is back to demons this, kill that, fuck Griffith. Like, that is the, the basis of it. This does not mean, however, anyone, that Berserk is bad. It, however, Berserk does not... It doesn't get any better 
than the Griffith situation, if that makes sense for everyone. Um, and I don't know if you guys understand what I mean. Like the the ending of the anime is the peak that I would consider of Berserk using its narrative in the way it does. Everything else is still good. It's like it's like okay. The the point where Guts loses his arm is like 95% awesomeness. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the story, the story beforehand was like 70% awesomeness. And then the story afterwards is like 75%, maybe 80% awesomeness. It never gets back up to 95%, if that mm-hmm. makes sense for you. Yeah. And um, it, It's the peak. And, and then after that... Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, I read it for a good bit, and it was good. And I do agree with Dustin wholeheartedly that the hiatus definitely killed the momentum. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's also, like, story-wise, and I told him that. I was like, it's fine to have your opinion about Berserk. Other people are going to like Berserk, but don't let anyone make you feel bad if you don't think it's good. One, it's not that good of a story that people should be defending it wholeheartedly. Like, it's just not. But it is a good story. Like, it's a great story. It's just not, like, you know, the pinnacle of achievement in storytelling. It's just really fucked up. And human beings enjoy fucked up shit. It's why Attack on Titan is so popular. It's not good. People just think it's really cool that giant creatures are eating people. You know, we are... Any character might die horribly at any moment. Right. It's It's the Game of Thrones bullcrap. People think good narrative is that people can die. That's not a good narrative. One Piece, no one dies half the time. (laughs) In fact, you're like, oh man, he's dead. And then then he shows up in the next panel. You're like, wait, what? Right. You know, and good storytelling does not necessarily mean that that there's risk involved as far as life or death situations. It's making the situations that you do have good haikyuu had me on the edge of my seat and it's about fucking teenagers playing volleyball <laughs> like their lives would move on if they lost the game um so it is not to say that berserk is bad but having that kid talk to me about it and him wanting to talk to me privately definitely lets me know that there's a bit of a toxicity amongst like darker anime culture where if you don't like dark anime like berserk or attack on titan that you are somehow deficient in being mature or something like that um Mm -hmm. which i find it ironic because that's not the point um and i think no go ahead oh i was just gonna say and i feel the creator of berserk and other people who make Mm -hmm. dark anime would probably agree with that like um the creator of Hunter Hunter and New York show is very depressed with his like with things in life. That's why his work is so dark, you know, and he puts little moments of light in them. But it's like some things he just puts in are just so fucked up for fucked up sake. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead. Dustin. I was going to say, and this has been Archie Adam. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, because there's, there's there's some deep uh, there's some, deep yeah I, deep I didn't think yeah. said about um about like you said like darkness for darkness's sake and right and pacing and whether that draws somebody oh oh because it's supposed to be mature right um, as opposed to it just being mature in the sense of boob death head explode 
Yes, um, it, 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 it actually having content that makes you think right about about human issues and things like that versus like oh it got an M rating right yes and I will say this in defense of the Berserk it does toe that line very well mm-hmm. it deals with mature themes extremely dark themes that people don't talk about in real life like like rape child rape abuse um. Um, like betrayal and treasonous actions, things that people avoid a lot in conversation with people typically. But that's not what Berserk is famous for, if that makes sense. It's famous Mm -hmm. because Griffith is a douchebag and Guts has a big sword and Guts has one arm and his armor is a wolf thing. And look at that. Like, you know, it's and that's nothing wrong if that's why you get into the series. But yeah. Um, like this I said, it's actually a better topic. Well, we may this may be the next episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. Um, anything else, Dustin, on your end for news? Um, that's it, I think, for me for news. Arnold, what you got? All right. So, uh, I guess I can just start out with the bad news. Um, what did Ubisoft so- do this time? I mean, when. Ubisoft? Oh, man. You know what? I should look up something real quick about Ubisoft. Uh, nah. So, we're gonna, do you guys do want to go ahead and talk about what happened this week? The whole capital thing? Oh. Wait, wait, what? Oh, I thought I mentioned no, I mean, that earlier today. What do you mean? Because, uh, well, this is about the... I'm going to bring up the Twitch thing. But... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. If you want to bring it up on yeah. your own, Arnold, right. go ahead. Yeah. Shit. Right. Fucking America well, no, for it's, now. It's... Go ahead. That's what you say. No, um... <laughs> So, I didn't know, but apparently Twitch had a... Nah, Trump had a Twitch account. I don't even know what the hell he did. <laughs> he played... He played... A bill, he played, bill signing stream. Everybody watch. He played, uh, yeah. he, he played Devil May Cry, and whenever it said amazing, he used that word out loud and got happy. <laughs> did you hear that? Amazing. It called me amazing. The video game told me... Have you heard my amazing. deals? They're amazing. <laughs> um, go ahead, Arnold. So, uh, yeah, Twitch... Has suspended his account following the uh, of the U.S. Capitol. Mm-hmm. Not like I said though. I don't know what the fuck he posted. I'm pretty sure no one was gonna miss it. And then following that, um, for people who are always always on Twitch, and when they say "pog champ" or whatever the fuck that means, I don't know what that word means. It's... But apparently, the original like person who the email from, yeah, uh, he's that email is being pulled out of Twitch because the original person supported the ongoing violence that was happening following that day mm-hmm. and they pulled his the email out because he actually had uh apparently had raw footage of the person who got shot and um uploaded it to twitter they took it down unfortunately but like that's kind of like why would you why would you do that yeah unless you're like, trying to expose the horribleness for like newsworthy like this is horrible reason even then you shouldn't unless you know what you're doing but it from yeah. this guy it sounds like he was doing it for entertainment purposes um, yeah, well i think he's trying to incite for honestly the way it was posted it came across as that he was trying to incite further violence because yeah. was, gutex was using um oh he was using her as a martyr to yeah, yeah more. hashtag mm-hmm. maga martyr Oh, ho, 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 ho. he needs to be arrested <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> like seriously, what? That's 
Hmm. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah, he, t- he had tweeted, Will there be civil unrest for the woman who was executed inside of the Capitol today? Or, or are... will the hashtag MAGA martyr die in vain? Why are there so many cowardly racists? Like, why are there so many people who do this shit from the comfort of their computer screen? Because they don't, they know nothing will happen to them. Oh, I know why they're cowards, Arnold. The question is, is just like, how did they get to this point? How do you, and, 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 and understandably so, understandably so. I know how most people get to this point. They're usually abused in some way in their own lives, be it from a parent that doesn't give them attention or is also demanding higher things of them. And at some point in their life, they reached a downtrodden role, low, um, right. low, that a lot of us, reach normally however they then take their lows and their lives and they implement their hate and their anger and their misgivings on other people and then that stirs on their hate and they feel that if they can use their hate to hurt the groups that are hateful and hurting people will notice them and thus they'll be um vindicated and and someone will recognize them it's really a cry for attention Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't fix their horrible treasonous actions, but it is, it's psychologically, I understand it. That being said, he should be arrested. Like, yeah. I will also note, um, Gutex had been tweeting problematic stuff for a while. It's mm. just, it finally hit the peak of like, yeah, this is, this is, got that's it. what I've been noticing a lot. It took literally domestic terrorism for everyone to go, we probably should have edited this person out a long time ago. It's like, if you do it early. <laughs> Ironically, he kind of got one thing that he champ meme mm-hmm. um, because it had his face on it, and he thought it made him look stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it getting removed was like not entirely bad for him. Mm. But I know too, people might say, "Then we should leave it up because the, he didn't like it." And I get your point if you think that. Mm-hmm. But the problem we run into is the people that think like he does. You yes. think that what he did was good yes. will spam it to, to yes. promote his, his cause. It's the modern system. Now, yeah. now we'll say the 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 pog champ, which is by the way is play of the game champ. It's sort of a often sort of a. It's sometimes done as sarcastically, sometimes as an actual response to like somebody doing something cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's staying around, but not with his face on it. Like there's yeah, a lot gonna, of different variations of it. They're going to feature fact, a Twitch, new face. Uh, Twitch makes hours. it rotate to somebody who is not him every. So. Okay, okay, mm. that's good. Um, and honestly, that's what you should do. You should take the person who's done the criminal activity or the horrible stuff, arrest them, place them into jail, and then erase them. <laughs> like, like literally remove all their stuff from the internet because when you have the information of these people, uh, outside of historical stuff, they should be they should be placed into historical documents. They should be placed into um, legal documents so we can come back to this in our schools and information. Be like, this is this person. This is what their terrorist act or their promotion of domestic terrorism was, and then you learn about it and you learn your history. But their the fun stuff, all that. That should be removed. That should be gone. Because you shouldn't keep evil stuff around. <laughs> you know, you ever watch those shows, people, and they have the evil item, and you're like, why didn't they just destroy it? This is one of those times. It's, you know, it's like, you, you you don't keep the one ring, Boromir. You throw it into the fire. <laughs> um, 
And and so yeah, that's usually how I look at it um, from a lot of this and what's been happening um, because I've met people who have defended people like this are close to this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've met people who have defended Trump and stuff like that. And now now you can't like you you had you you had a case before you don't now um, unless you just want to be right, which I can't argue with you there. Like. You know, some people want a unicorn. It ain't happening no time soon. But you can want it all you want. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, that's okay, Arnold, that you brought it up. Um, it's information. It's gaming information. And yeah. Fuck them. Sort of a... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, real talk, fuck them. Like, yeah. I hope he can't make a lot of money either. Uh, <laughs> some people need jobs. He clearly doesn't. He clearly doesn't care. <laughs> Um, but yeah, cool, cool. What else you got? Around? Uh, so if you recall last year during the, um, I think August, uh, there was the whole, um, Ro- uh, Frogwares was like getting a bad mm-hmm. deal with N- Nikon who are like, who told them false or very late, like information on their sales and stuff and was basically cheating Frogware out of their money and they were going to French court about it. So, unfortunately, so far, um, the courts have been ruling in Nacon's favor. Uh, the court had a... Hold on. What was the... The court ruled that Frogwares has terminated the contract in a manifestly unlawful manner. And as a result, ordered as a precautionary measure the continuation of the contract until its terms or until a decision is made on the breach of this contract and ordered Frogware Ireland action on the breach of this contract and ordered Frogwares Island to refrain from any actions that impede the continuations. So unfortunately it doesn't sound great for Frogware. And has like asked for companies such as Steam, Microsoft Store to like re-add the games up because if you recall Frogware asked them to take them down because they don't want Nikon to make any money off of their intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Nah, it has, for some reason, though, like, Steam ad relisted the game, but then halted the sale of the game, so it's still listed, but you can't buy it. It's um, it's not on GOG still, but it is available on the Microsoft Store. So I don't know what's happening there. Maybe they're studying with Frogware. Hopefully they are, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I can say is that I hope, you know, something changes. Because second, I don't know why the court ruled like that. Because in the contract with Frogware, they stated that if people don't remember originally, the reason why Frogware was trying to get out but they couldn't uh, out of the contract was because of the whole COVID thing. And in Europe, um, I think it, one of the th- terms in the COVID emergency thing was you can't like sell or fall off from a different company from a contract for thirty days. Hmm. for like because you know obviously then like your company could go down and lose money yeah but nacon was already making money and was using the excuse just not to get just not to lose frogware so they were making money they were just scared of losing the money and in their contract frogware stated had like a clause where if nothing nothing happened after those 30 days the frogware should uh will like be okay to break the contract. Mm, okay. So I, I don't remember exactly what, but I do remember like 
the claws like that from yeah from i remember year. you mentioning that initially when it came up that they were locked in by like a protectionary clause as mm-hmm. covid relief mm. yeah so we mean we'll see what uh, hopefully frogwares does actually get to, you know get to keep their ip and not have to continue work with nacom but it doesn't look like it so far yeah. unfortunately contracts are stupid i've actually thought about that with the podcast if i'm honest of like do we depend on patreon only or do we we go with you can kiss my ass if we sign a contract <laughs> <laughs> arnold's already like we are not corporate sellouts okay that's fair enough arnold you just gave more work for yourself for sure <laughs> i'm down with it <laughs> i'm fine with it um I, I I agree with Arnold. I wouldn't want to be subservient to companies um, of any sort, even even um, as people like to call them Granddaddy Nintendo, um, <laughs> our our <laughs> uncle our uncle Sony. You, know. you don't want to turn Granddaddy Nintendo into Sugar Daddy Nintendo. And now for our sponsor. <laughs> That's so disturbing. <laughs> no, we ain't got anything. But um, yeah, uh, no, yeah. no, I don't want to. I don't want to have to use like Kirby, um, Kirby, um, emote noises. Even though I would love to be like talking, and you just hear like, yeah, <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, cool, cool. Um, what else you got, Arnold? Uh, so this is what James wanted uh, brought up. I, so apparently, um, Nintendo removed some classic mm. Shantae games and more DSi Wear titles from the eShop for uh, Nintendo DSi and the 3DS for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, now they did bring back some titles. Mm-hmm. They brought back Risky's Revenge, Planters and Zombies, Little Red Riding Hoods, Zombie Barbecue. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh-huh. And Do Friends. Sound- troubling to me anyway <laughs> yeah she's like oh man what a big grill you have <laughs> the better the charcoal taste is <laughs> charcoal, um, but not not propane <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh go ahead Arnold. Um, but those aren't all the games that are come back, uh-huh. so we'll see what happens because those are the only ones that come back. Those five. Okay. Yeah, they did take down some. Um, they haven't disclosed. I can't why. count four. They 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 have disclosed. They haven't disclosed anything. But the fact that they're coming back makes me think it's not that big a deal. Um, then again, they've also been like they took Netflix is going to be gone from the 3ds and the Wii U soon, which isn't as big news for me as it is for other people because this is kind of what companies do with their dead like <laughs> games and you know, like products and stuff like that they start to remove these things i don't know exactly why the shante series and games like that in that developers area have been removed those yeah. in particular and but the fact that they're coming back it could be some line like Firmware. No, there was software. actually a whole bunch of other games. Uh, oh, so it's been others. Yeah. So like, um, I'm not gonna read all of them, but some of them were. Some of these are kind of boring, like Telegraph Crosswords, mm-hmm. 101 Mini Golf World, Crazy Golf. Are these all from the same developer? Or are they from different developers? 
Uh, I'm not sure if they're all from the same developer. Okay. Let me let me see. Well, I mean, we got Pets Cats family, Pets Dogs family, Pets Hamster families. That might be made by the same person. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely. Um, um, but right now, there's only five that are missing okay. from the delisted. So like, there's a whole bunch of others that were taken off as well. Yeah. Uh, but now there's only five. The it's five in one solitaire. Digger, Dan, and Kaboom. Face Palette, Fly With Your Nintendo DSi Camera, Match Up, and Word Searcher 3. Okay. Those are the only five that are delisted. Okay. So, yeah. Not sure what that's about. Um, would like Nintendo to release more information, but yeah. We'll see where it goes. Mm. Ain't no one yeah, playing it like that anyway. anyway. So, um, yeah, so who knows? But okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, and then we have... Uh, hold on. Do I want to... I'll save that for last, I guess. Uh, so right now we're having some troubling issues with the FD- FTC, but it's actually good for the consumer. Uh, the FTCs out here waving their fingers at Apple and Google for squeezing money out of developers. This is mostly for the mobile scene, mobile games. Okay. Uh, but also... They have um, they have orders for better police fraudulent advertising for Tapjoy. Um, I don't know what games Tapjoy have made. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, what what are some of the games they've made? Okay, they made <laughs> Tap. Okay. They made what um, again? You cut out. They've made Tap Defense, Coloroid, and Tap Out. Okay. Hmm. And the problem that they're having is that a company, uh, apparently Tap uh, Tapjoy was, like, saying, hey, do these, like, you know how, like, you do the, okay, just play this game for a bit, and then you get, like, in-game money for free. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some mobile games do that. But apparently uh, Tapjoy would get players to engage, like, ads and stuff like that and giving up sensitive uh, data without whatsoever. Or sharing the money with their developers. Mm. So, and they've been baiting uh, apparently firm business partners with bigger rewards, only to cheat them when the time when it was time to pay up money. Mm. So yeah, because of Apple and Google, uh, you know most of their the games that they have like revenue into specifically are on their like major storefront. Like those are the first games you see, and so all the developers might have to like. Either join hands with them or suffer like, hey, I'm at the bottom of the list, so I might not get as much revenue. Yeah. So Apple, so the FTC is coming down. Apple, and Google saying that they have to. They're well, I mean, obviously this is just hearsay. Who knows if they're actually gonna do it? But um, they're they're saying that Apple and Google are gonna have to not be as mo- like money hungry. Yeah. And predatory. So, yeah, predatory <laughs> yeah, is the predatory. appropriate word. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, that that helps out some more indie developers on the mobile games. Okay, yeah, I I'm glad for that. I'm glad for that. Developers, or not mobile, necessarily, not specifically mobile. Indie developers in general need all the help they can. They do. Um, indie developers get shot on. One, because their games aren't as glossy as other games. So, like, um, the bug eye video game players um don't go to them and what do i mean by bug-eyed i mean kind of like 
like moths to a flame or a light like they you go towards what's more attractive and that's the thing you know about um and it's so pretty yeah exactly and they don't don't go to the light um but like uh <laughs> it's a little bus life for everybody um but like it is it's it's and they don't have strong ips yet because they're so new they, they don't have, like, that pull that, you know, Nintendo or Square will have. Stuff like that um, for their IP base. And, like, like Dustin's saying, they do need that boost. Um, I don't think Supergiant's going to need one now. I think they're okay. I think they're doing good. They good already... Job. Good job, guys. You yeah, did it. <laughs> they were already an indie darling before Hades. And now they are... Like, they made Hades. And Hades... Is arguably game of the year. Uh, everyone that isn't a AAA worshiper, has I'm pretty given... sure James missed out on the announcement that it was another game that was. I'm pretty sure that the people who picked that game should not be allowed to do anything <laughs> <laughs> that would that would that would determine the uh, that would the determine, game of the year that would determine yes. the game of the year. Um. It is definitely like it, it in most circles. Most circles that are not the game awards are the worshippers of Sony. It has been game of the year, and for good reason. It is a game that annoys the fuck out of me narratively, like it does. And it is for me like an eight, eight point five out of ten. If I had to give it a numerical score, like it's a good goddamn game. I fucking hate that I have to play it multiple times to get everything. But outside of that, I can't find anything wrong with it. Like, <laughs> the voice acting is great. The actual dialogue, not the story itself, but the dialogue, hearing them talk and what they're talking about, funny and charming. Great looking world. Great colors. Great combat. Great weapons. Great power-ups. Great boss battles. Like, it's a good fucking game. And if they just didn't make me have to play it nine times for the standard story, by the way, you can keep playing it and there's more story afterwards. And some people like that. These are also the same people that have 600 hours in Skyrim. Guess what, everybody? I don't have 600 hours in Skyrim. <laughs> so it is, it's a great game. It's a, they are, they don't need help, but there's other indie darlings that are out there that do. And, um, for, for one reason, I'm sad that, don't get me wrong, Hades, as far as polish, is better. But I am sad that CrossCode, even though I'm still waiting on my copy. Um, cross, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that man, <laughs> by that statement, but anyway. It is, a, it is a meme. It is a meme in my house that I haven't got. You know what? Yet. Cross Your delivery of CrossCode is the new half. Well, that's, that's like the new, <laughs> new Half-Life half Three. New Half-Life Three waiting on my uh, the delivery of Crosscode. When it comes, when I get my collector's edition, trust me, everyone who goes to my Twitter and stuff or for the podcast, I'm going to post a video and I'm gonna send pictures to everybody. I'm like, it's he's here. gonna do an unboxing. I'm gonna do an unboxing what I already know is in the box. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh, look at this. I'm gonna buy a camera just for it. It's gonna be an RCA. Camera. You're gonna have your fiance filming the thing. Yes, she's gonna be angry. She's like, "Why am I doing this?" 
Uh, <laughs> Why are you so excited? This thing took forever. And then my cat's going to jump up there and touch one of the stickers. I'm going to get mad. I'm like, get away. Um, but yeah, indie developers definitely need your support. Um, I, I rather people buy indie games first before they buy AAA games almost all the time. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Anything else, Arnold? Yeah, so just like a mini roundup of the three things. Uh, this past like mo- uh, couple, really just like week and week and a half. Yeah, there's been a lot of purchases. So uh, big company purchases. So Niantic uh, has acquired the community gaming platform Mayhem, which is uh, they haven't said how much. Apparently, it's undisclosed. Uh, Nintendo has acquired Next Level Games, and for, for those who don't know, Next Level Games made the Luigi Mansion Three. Um, Mario oh, so that Strikers. Was actually a second party fellow, anyway. Mm, uh, yeah, I believe so. And Metric Prime Federation Force, which is the game that most people didn't like. Mm. But, you know, Nintendo probably should have looked over that. That's mm. kind of Nintendo's fault. And then Epic requires uh, Rad Game Tools. So a lot of things being bought out, probably because of, you know, lack of money, but. Yeah. Hopefully they don't, you know, none of the, you know, I mean, I don't think Nintendo's going to pull like a, an EA, but I don't know if Epic's going to, might do that where, oh, look, you made a bad game. Time to close it down. Nintendo rarely pulls EAs. If anything, I think companies do better under Nintendo once they're bought out. Cause uh, only Rareware was able to be bought out by Nintendo. It, it Oh, if only, oh yeah. Rareware was bought by Microsoft and just butchered. Like as soon as it happened. Um, and, and the thing is too, like, um, when I think about it in some of these games, like, I definitely know with Metroid, it is probably Nintendo's worst IP in the sense of their, their need to regulate it. Mm -hmm. Like people always Mm -hmm. make jokes about Nintendo overly regulating and looking at games, but usually the games that they do that with come out and and they're great. Um, Metroid, they don't pay a lot of attention to. Um, and I don't know why. I think Metroid Prime turned out well, and they're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And which is weird, because <laughs> Super Metroid is the, for most gamers of the Metroid area, that's the one they like. That's the big one. Um, and, like, that's been the biggest issue around that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I agree with Arnold. Hopefully, no one does anything bad with some of these companies. But I'm I'm fine with Nintendo. Nintendo basically like Game Freak is under Nintendo. Basically, um, they can make other stuff, but they mostly make stuff for Nintendo. I know a lot of people think Pokemon is purely Nintendo. Um, it's just very closely connected to Nintendo. <laughs> um, same thing Second with Fire Party Emblem. development. Yeah. Same thing with Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is another development company that is with the development studio of Nintendo. It's really weird how to explain it. Um, but for the longest time, Square was with Nintendo for that. Um, and a lot of its memorable RPGs came out at that time. Um, and they've been releasing some pretty good games on the Switch. Um, re-releasing stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? But all right. Cool, all right. Cool, so, cool. two last things. Really, this is a small like an update for CD Projekt Red. Okay. Um, 
So people, I should, I don't know, people have forgotten, but CD Projekt Red is apparently being uh, sued by Rosen Loft, which is based in New York, about the whole, you know, your game came out pretty bad on previous consoles, so that's why the lawsuit's happening. The small update is that uh, apparently CD Projekt Red released their statement back in December 25th, confirming that it will face the lawsuit with Rosen Loft, but the, uh, com- the developers said that the complaints... Do not specify the quantity of damage sought, and states it will undertake vigorous actions to defend itself against any such claim. So, I'm I'm assuming Rosen the Rosen Law, their uh, their lawsuit, their class action lawsuit doesn't have. Um, it's not really that well planned out. If apparently there's not a big number they're trying to get money out of. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be a large enough number for them to go into that work of pressing charges and stuff like that yeah so we'll see how that how that goes and my last bit which is some good news which is i mean so uh we probably missed it but agdq started yeah uh january 3rd but unfortunately you know stuff happened stuff you know our podcast was on the saturday the second and not the third so we couldn't bring that up today is the last day and probably when this episode airs, I'll probably, you know, it'll be ending. Oh, yeah, it'll be over. <laughs> um, but <laughs> like, hey, there was ADGQ. Did you want to watch it? Well, too bad. You're going to have to watch it. I mean, you can, you can still go watch it. You know, AGDQ is still there. Uh, it's for their, their... You can uh, still donate money. Right. Yeah, you, you can still can... donate money. The support they're doing is for the Prevent the Cancer Foundation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can, uh, donate your money. If you can't, you know, at least watch them. Give them some more views so more people can... You know, YouTube will update their echo that they, hey, look, more people will be recommended this video. I am maybe... concerned that GDQ will not make as much money as it did for a little bit of time. Not only because of the people literally not having jobs, mm-hmm. um, but just like, like I told you earlier, when you're watching it the way they're doing right now, it's basically just a normal streamer doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the effects one like there's no couch a big part of gdq is the couch which is basically where you bring your friends or something like that and they talk and they joke but because they have to do it online and stuff like that it gets distorted and stuff like that it's not as dynamic and this is not to rip on gdq this is not a product of them being like bad or anything like that i just worry about the views for it right now and the support that it's going to get in the future so and for people who want to get something out of buying something, you know, just buy their merch, their own official merch. They donate to whatever cause mm-hmm. they're uh, they're supporting at the time. So if you want to have something for donating, they have good buy the stuff merch. Too. They have yeah. really good stuff. A uh, lot of it's actually sold out. Half of it's sold out. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Support that's, that's it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just heard Arnold's family laughing. Okay, so. <laughs> Let us jump into our patch notes. Patch notes is the part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been up to and what we've been doing. Um, what we've been playing, what we've been reading, all that jazz. I will go ahead and go into some of mine. 
real quickly here because I'm going to kind of reiterate a few things that I've been into. Just some updates on that. Um, been watching more Slayers again. Still good. Because of the events that have been happening this week, I have not been in the mood for gentle 90s comedy of anime. Um, I real talk people like I've been having panic attacks like several times a day including at night so I just can't like get into it um for those of you who don't care well you, you don't care um but um then there's Decadence almost done with Decadence it has been really good I think it's going to finish up really well this is an anime I think a lot of people need to watch um it's good it's a good story good story um, I'm feeling one of the main characters is going to die. I could be wrong, but it just has that know. feeling. Mm. Um, I have finished, I've played and finished the game Inside. Um, Inside is developed by the same studio that made, um, what is the name of that game? Um, Limbo. And, uh, let me make sure I get the studio right. Um, Play Dead. Play Dead is the name of the studio. And it is, it's available on everything. It's on the Switch, it's on the computer, it's on the PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. It's good. It's a good game. If you play Limbo, you know, you play a little creepy kid in a creepy town, I mean, creepy forest, and you're escaping creepy shit. Um, and there's <laughs> creepy, creepy kid in a creepy town, <laughs> creepy forest. Yes, exactly. And there is no, um, there's no dialogue. Um, there's sound effects and everything like that. But it's all ambiance. And inside is no different. It's a much more graphically um, improved version. And you play as a kid, honestly, um, going through the forest. And he's trying to escape this really horrible organization that has a lot of Nazi vibes to it. Not that they have, like, signs and people are going, how this and everything like that. But it's more that it is... They grab people and they want to assimilate them into these experiments and this factory setting. And they remove the will of people and everything like that. And it's very creepy because, of course, you're a child. So if an adult sees you and they come to grab you, they just got you. You can't outfight them. Or they'll send dogs to hunt you down and get chased. And dogs will, like, snap the kid's neck um, if they get you. Um, very good on that front alone. The, the narrative storytelling and the way that it uses the world... Um, is fantastic in my opinion. Um, and, it, and this is my type of horror. Um, that type of psychological deep impact, deep horror that's based off of um, um, like primal fears and things that have happened in the real world. Um, of course, um, I want everyone to know, of course, Play Dead is a um, Denmark game. It is located in Copenhagen. They're, the studio is there. Like um, and <laughs> um they're really loud i don't know what they're watching but like it is it's great and it's creepy like if you claim to like horror and stuff like that this is the game for you in the like the ending of it is very dark and they don't explain it and i like that they do that with this kind of game um they give you enough information to make your own deductions um yeah, I don't want to spoil a lot of it. Um, it's a puzzle game, puzzle platformer. And it tells a lot of the story through just actions. 
and they only give you two control buttons. You got the one to mm. grab stuff and the one to jump, and they do a lot with it. And it's good. It's a good game, man. Game fucking creepy. There was a point where I literally almost had like the jump scare they have in the game. It's only one. They only have one real jump scare, and boy, it gets you. Um, it's good though. And then I also played and finished a game, Coffee Talk. Um, it is a game in the vein of Valhalla. And I know on this podcast I've played Valhalla and I had my own um, gripes about it. I end, I ended up liking the game a lot. It's a really good game. I love Valhalla and I still recommend people to play it. I don't know if I recommend people to play Coffee Talk. Um, it is, it's easier than Valhalla in the sense of how to make the stuff. Um, and that's good in a way because it's more relaxing. It has a very relaxing world and environment. In the characters start off all likable and really good, but the game <laughs> comes off. Oh, big issue! One big issue: all the characters feel very well-rounded, including the cop. The cop is a very good character. However, the cop speaks sometimes in black stereotypes, mm-hmm. and and not a lot. It's only like two to three lines, but in a game that's not very long, that's enough to stand out. Um, and it's just things that are like, do you talk to black people? <laughs> like in general. Um, and I'll give an example and most people will say, oh, that's not that problematic. And most of those people will be like, not black, but like, it'll be though the character will sometimes go, yo, can a brother get some tea or something like that? And for me, Like, it just doesn't suit well because no other character has that dynamic. So, in the game, so everyone gets what I'm trying to say here. In the game, um, Coffee Talk takes place in Seattle in 2020, funny enough. Um, And uh, the game is basically you running a coffee shop. And fantasy creatures have always lived in the world. So, half-orcs... um, mermaids, um, Neko people. That's the best way I can say what they are. They're basically humans that can turn into cats. Um, and vampires, werewolves, all the, all the things there is hentai of exist here. And, um, <laughs> all right. It, 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 and when it's, and it, they've always existed, but the game starts getting full of itself and pretentious the the writer the 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 deuteragonist so your character is the 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 coffee shop owner while there's an Arthur who works for a magazine or a newspaper who she's trying to write a book um, and she's using the people in the the coffee shop as her basis for a story which is already problematic as a writer because she's using their life situations for her material. And, um, and she doesn't ask them or get consent from them. She's just kind of hovering around and doing it. And she's the character on the front of the box. She's the character on the front cover. And um, she sometimes comes off as a very pretentious character. Um, in a lot of situations, these characters come off as pretentious and know it all And it can kind of get on my nerves. Because they have this woke form of vocabulary and talk that doesn't make me feel the people 
it feels like a lot of this stuff that people have read in newspapers and stuff and they agree that these things are horrible things that have happened but they have not actually spoken with individuals that have experienced it and so it mm-hmm. comes off as like for instance there's a big thing about an interracial relationship and the character is an elf and the 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 woman is a half elf and the half elf like she's really big on having um family connections and you know she doesn't want the the elf to leave his family because he'll also lose his immortality and stuff like that and he's like i don't care i love you da, 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 blah 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 you know the standard which is, they, don't get me wrong it's sweet it's a sweet story but the uh, the arguments and the issues seem to be more around him leaving his family than anything else um and it doesn't deal with the racial tensions of being a tiefling it just has the racial tensions of like the high elves and how they like won't quote unquote breed with other species which is you know supposed to clearly be an allegory for like white and black interracial relationships for the most part um there's also like a newspaper that pops up all the time that talks about like the orc um orc peaceful protest about being attacked by police and stuff like that clearly orcs in most forms of genre are black people and so and because it takes place in 2020 wink wink everybody they have a lot of references to actual things that have happened are are happening in our world there's a there's a viral pandemic in the game um and like one of the problems is also werewolves transforming and like kind of like working on that and uh, when they do it right, they do it really well. Um, I will completely admit. But there's just little nuances that make it feel like they wanted to be woke, but they didn't do enough legwork. Um, if that makes sense to you guys, I don't know if I'm like just saying some great stuff. It feels like they're trying. They're trying, but mm-hmm. they needed to do a little more research and get a little more perspective on some different. Yeah. yeah yeah because the the mermaids are clearly supposed to be mexicans like latino american mexicans and the reason i say this is because they talk about border patrol on the atlantic side of the of the country and that there are immigrants coming in from atlantis <laughs> who are the mermaid people and the character who's a mermaid she does video games she's a quiet soft-spoken girl and um she is always talking about how much money it took for just her to leave her very large family in one of the both cultural um facts but also cultural stereotypes are that latino american particularly mexican families are large um and she talks about how she has a lot of family members and she left them all in order to come here and she even literally mentions of how difficult it is to get a work visa to come to the country which are things that Latin Americans have to deal with quite often. Um, And so there's a lot of connections, but I am the type of person that appreciates them when they're in games like this, but would love it if someone actually makes a video game that just outright talks about it in front of your face, you know? So I don't know where I stand with Coffee Talk after saying all that long-winded stuff. Um, It's a good game and it the stuff that it hits you bluntly over the head with like racism bad don't be a dick talk to your friends about racial issues even if it's difficult like 
It's in your face. And it's like, don't be a bad person. Improve yourself. But it's also because I've lived the life I've lived for so long. I'm like, people should already be doing this. But I understand the reason of why the video game feels it needs to do this at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good. I don't know where I went with this. It's not better than Valhalla. Um, if only because Valhalla has its own fucking pretentious shit, but it doesn't feel... It feels natural. The conversations in Valhalla feel more natural. Um, whereas the ones in um, Coffee Talk feel forced and inorganic. Um, and I won't even get started on all the fucking coffee drinks that they make. I'm really big on tea, and some of the tea combinations make me angry as a person. Uh, well, it is called Coffee Talk. You know what? You don't make that much coffee in the game. You make more hot chocolate. So, in other tea. words, they really aim for that top. They didn't really. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you aim. You aim like it's it's mm, it's problematic on that. And the secret content is weird. I won't say anything until people maybe have gotten a chance to play it. But then I'll talk about the ending of the secret content. Um, play some trails in the sky again. Love that game. That game does everything. You're on game two now. I'm right? on game two, and I haven't had a lot of time to play it too far. And I'm at a point where they're explaining why creatures in the game previously have gotten stronger in the second game. So they have a narrative reason for why you can't beat the shit out of old monsters. Um, <laughs> I, I like that, even though they didn't need to do that. They didn't have to do that. It's a I would, nice touch. It's a nice bit of like, hmm, what yeah. if somebody wants to know the answer to this? Well, yeah, they're like, the villains have done some stuff that has increased the like the properties of some of the creatures are they released new creatures into it to distract people to keep us busy like they have reasons for why it's happening um and i gave myself like a little chuckle for it um it's gotten it's gone into what i like to say full anime like the first game was anime already this is going full anime and i'm embracing it quite wholeheartedly we have an organization now i gotta fight and they have unique members with code names, and they all dress different, and they all do stuff differently. Um, I'm loving that. <laughs> I think it's great. They they even meet up once on a like helicopter pad, and they negotiate their evil ways. I'm like, this is delicious. But and here's the best part: that part is cheesy, that part is corny, but the writing for it is done well. It's never just like ha, we are evil because reasons. It's like we are evil. And we each have our own goal and we work together for it. And none of us hate each other, which are, which is something I like. A lot of evil groups are all like, we work together, but we'll murder each other at the hint of a time. They're, these dudes are giving each other pats on the back. And they're saying, like, I love to watch you work. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> good workplace environment. Yes, they have a good workplace environment. They may be unionized. Um, and, um, and, and this may be the first game where this is how you write Sasuke. Like, there's a character in the game who's Sasuke. He's just fucking Sasuke. And he is done so well. Even right now in the second game, he is super edgelord. He's going full edge. Like, he's like, where is the edge? He, um, that's a reference to his song. Where is the edge? Um, he's like tight roping it, everything. He is an edgelord. And he's done well. Because he's not this rude, get away from me kind of edgelord. Um, he, he's how Sasuke should be done. And I like looking at him pop up. 
Um, and when I mean these edgelord people, he before he didn't have this, but in the second game, he gets like a little um, scarf cape that he puts around his character. <laughs> and it sometimes hides his mouth. And I'm just like, bruh. Um, it's good. I love this game. I love this game series. Um, and I've also played some Monster Hunter Rising. Um, like I said before, it crashed the servers. It's, it's more Monster Hunter. It looks cool. It looks neat. But I was talking to Arnold about this earlier, about how I kind of don't like, um, um, the, the aspects of Monster Hunter as far as learning the control schemes and everything like that. And, um, because it's not intuitive, it's not intuitive. You will learn how to do it. You will learn how to get behind it and how to play the game and enjoy it. But it's one of those games that if you don't play it a lot, when you jump, you can't jump back into it, you know? And I've been so out of playing Monster Hunter World. When I got back into this one, I was like, holy crap, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, That's honestly why I haven't played Monster Hunter World recently, because I'm like, man, I got to remember all that controllers. Yeah, it's a game that once you start playing it, you need to play it all the way through. This one looks neat, though. And the demo has a lot going for it. And you can play any of the classes that you want to at the beginning. Um, I chose Sword and Shield because I used to stick my nose up at Sword and Shield. Um, and I'm like, okay, this time I'll try it. I played Longsword long enough. Um, and I don't want to play any of the other weapons. So I'll do Sword and Shield. And I also thought the Sword and Shield came with the Kurosawa Gamma, but I was wrong. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Um, Rude. Um, but yeah. It's got a rude awakening right there. <laughs> It has a lot of features that come with uh, Monster Hunter World, and there's a new mount mechanic, which is cool. The dog is cool. Um, oh yeah, I saw the mount. Me- that shit looked dope. Yeah, it's lie. neat. The dog is neat. Um, it is. Yeah, it's not bad. I just don't want to learn the controls, and it was like I could be playing something else. Um, but I do want to try to play it a little bit more. Um, I also need to get into the Bravely Default demo. Also, I've been playing the Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC, the um, the first one, uh, Armor Island one. I think that's it. Um, no, I... What again? No, I think Isle of Armor. Yeah, I think that's okay. What it is. Isle of Armor. It's fun. I like it. It's more Pokemon. This one is a little bit more silly and dumb, which I like. Um, I know it's not the DLC that everyone likes. I think the second one is what everyone likes the most, the Crown Tundra. But the it adds a little bit more character to the Sword and Shield world. That like Sword and Shield had it already. But like I think I keep looking at my rival in this one, comparing him to the comparing her to the rival of the um, the original Sword and Shield, and she's just so much more dynamic. It feels mm-hmm. like someone like put Jesse and James together in one character. And they're just oh, doing no. dumb stuff. <laughs> and it's so dumb. It's so hilarious. And I love this character. Um, it's very... It has some cheesy stuff to it. And it has some different stuff to it and mechanics. But I'm enjoying it so far. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, but yeah. But okay, that's all that I've been up to. Either one of you guys want to go? Go ahead. on. <laughs> oh, okay, I was going to wait on you. But okay. Um, I haven't really been playing that many games. Um, I've picked up, I've picked back up XCOM Chimera Squad because uh, my XCOM 2 save file on my Switch corrupted. And Tessa was like, um, 
Iron Man mode, there's only one save file. So know. I'm not I'm not gonna play that game anytime soon again because I was like at end game, and that takes a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. So I'm playing that's XCOM. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing XCOM Chimera Squad. Um, been enjoying it again. Um, my save file from that game also corrupted apparently, so I started all over. Um, I wasn't even that far though to begin with, so I've gotten farther. I'm currently I'm I'm kind of mad where I currently am. I'm in like a one of the first big missions mm-hmm. and my dumbass didn't i didn't bring my healer because my healer has a scar and when your units have a scar uh they they it's like a debuff so like my healer had like less max hp and i wasn't trying to get like um trying to get them into the field because they might like get one shot because i've been getting i've been getting crit a lot for no reason <laughs> just like pokemon where i get crit and i lose all my pokemon not not bitter or salty from your Nuzlocke. Of course not, man. Of course not. <laughs> uh, luckily, in this game, units don't actually die. They just become like unavailable for a while. Right. That's because they're not like normal. Because normal XCOM is like, oh, he's dead. Sorry. Oh, yeah, because the normal XCOM, they're like soldier units. But in this game, like the kind of like mini heroes each, each one of the units are. Oh, okay. So I didn't bring the healer into this mission. So, and this is like a three-phase mission. I'm at the third phase where I have to prevent two guys from running into one square that, like, makes their fucking ship fly. But the square is, like, one turn away from them. But there's, like, ten units in there preventing you from doing that. So, like, my brain hurts. I I was thinking way too much on that mission. I'm not even done with it. Seems a little difficult <laughs> yeah so and i like i said i don't have my healer i only brought two like healing potions not they're not potions mm. i think like nano medicates i upgraded them <laughs> the, so they're I, basically healing potions with a different name yeah they're healing potions so just really annoyed right now um no updates on my nuzlocke because i keep forgetting to put my 3ds in my backpack I'm, I'm sorry work. if people keep hearing a cat meow. My my Siamese cat has jumped onto the table and she's just begging for attention. Like it's really disgraceful. Sorry, Arnold, go ahead. Shameful, shameful display. <laughs> um, I've also been reading a different book. Um, taking a small break from my horror stories of Robert E. Howard because I don't want to like just finish that book. I want to take my time with it. So I have a different book I've been reading called uh, The Ultimate History of Video Games. Um, you have been really I, on that lately. It's it's rather fascinating to hear, like, just since I don't really know the big things that happened, like, during your guys' eras of gaming. And, like, they talk about that. Okay. So it's kind of cool to know what happens. Uh, like, how to, like, everyone knows. Well, not everyone knows that, like, Nintendo pretty much created PlayStation. Yeah. It's all their fault. I see that's the kind of information and maybe I'm taking that for granted like like I always feel that's information that gamers would know um, through common sense that sounds really mean but that's not I don't mean it and like you're dumb if you don't know it it's just by osmosis I think that the gaming community would already have known this but you're right like um, not even people me and Dustin's age will know that you know that yeah so yeah, so for people who don't know, what Nintendo did was they were making they made a deal with Sony for making like a new console, and the but like so like Nintendo behind closed doors said 
okay, Sony's going to make an announcement on this day. The next day, we're going to partner with a different it, with a different studio to make something else. So basically, mm-hmm. like they made cl- they made like Sony clown themselves. Yeah. And the only reason why they the Sony uh, made the play the first like it wasn't the first PlayStation, I believe it was like a different console at the time. It might have been. I don't know what it's called. The only reason why they made that console was because one of the engineers who were making the console at the time said, "Hey, look, uh, I know we didn't get to deal with Nintendo, but like we're already like I can make this console happen if you just give me the time and money." Mm-hmm. And like the CEO went to like the boardroom because he like he was really mad because you know Nintendo di- pulled that stunt on them. Most of the board members didn't even want this project to continue, but he let um he let the engineer. Um, on the side, let him like continue the project, which is like interesting because look, look where Sony is now, you know. Yeah, we got the yeah. PlayStation Five coming out. Nintendo uh, created yeah. its own competition in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have had the PlayStation um, originally, and it 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 was I don't know if it was the worst decision Nintendo's made. I don't know if it's the best Nintendo decision that Nintendo's made. Because it could have made Nintendo become a very generic company, if you know what I mean. It would have just have created the same. I don't, I don't know about that. I feel like it's maybe it could have. It could have. You're definitely right. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nintendo would have though, just because how Nintendo is. I I do. I I agree. Um, it could have been. But I think it's way. maybe what they should have done is like let this contract happen, but then like after like a couple of months, just phase it out. Like, hey, yeah, we're not really liking how this is going. The only thing I'm sad about it is that it started to make a divide where to get good JRPGs. Really. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm speaking selfishly, because the... <laughs> like, play- oh, all the good RPGs are on the PlayStation. Right. The <laughs> like, yeah, the Nintendo 64 did not have a lot of good JRPGs, if any. You mean you don't love Quest, Quest 64? Quest 64? I need to say it. <laughs> that game is so bad. I tried to play that game so much. Um... But no, um, the PlayStation, and I feel this is true for the PlayStation. If the PlayStation wasn't so cheap to develop for, and if it wasn't so cheap for people to purchase, and if it didn't have those JRPGs, it wouldn't have gotten to where it is. And I don't think that would have happened if Nintendo had gone through with it. You see what I mean? It's one of those situations where I think it worked out for both companies better as far as for gamers. At least competition the, does actually right. Good competition does actually good competition. And back yeah. then, gaming companies actually did good competition. Like if another company had a system that was better than theirs, they'd release something that was cheaper. And then yep. if the company had a cheaper one, then they'd put more processing power or better games on it. You know? Yeah. Or they'd yeah. be like, "Oh, you have a game that people love. We need to make our version of it." Right. And sometimes it's, it would work, mm-hmm. and sometimes it would not. But at least there was innovation. And it wasn't, hmm, we have to compete against this other company. What if we just buy all the good developers and shut down three of them? And then um, we just make an exclusive dark content. Exactly. For instance, a good example is Mario and Sonic. Sonic does not function like Mario. But Sonic was direct competition to Mario as a mascot. And because of their mascot wars being so big, um, 
It's what spurred PlayStation to have so many mascot platformers. Now, they weren't nearly as good as the Sonic and, and Mario games were back in the day, but they attempted anyway. You know, Yeah, they had like uh, Spyro. Crash and Spyro. Um, Gex. Uh, Croc. Gex. Gex. I forgot about Gex. What's the what's that weird animal? The Raccoon? Uh, Sly Cooper? That wasn't to PlayStation 2. No, 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 not the Sly Cooper. Um, the orange one. With the mini robot. Ratchet and Clank? Is that not theirs? It's it's a Sony game for the most part, but it didn't come to PlayStation 2. Mm, okay. So, like, in PlayStation, like, um, it, PlayStation 2, and this is why I always talk about PlayStation 2 being the greatest system um, currently for me. It's because PlayStation 2 took everything that was great of that era and what would happen in the future and had it on it. Um, and then Sony got a big head. <laughs> um, um, so, a new statement of the, of the podcast today. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. Yeah, that's kind of what I see it as. But yeah. Yeah. I'm and glad the other that story that would rather... I say I'm glad you're um you're learning about the histories. Uh yeah. Kind of glad I am too. There's another interesting story which is like the lawsuit uh Nintendo and Sega and the 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 ratings that made the SR It wasn't the SRB at the time. It was like the A. Yeah, 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 yeah. SRB. But like the lawsuit Nintendo versus Sega at the time for like the ratings of their games mm-hmm. cuz it was like Night Night Watch, not it wasn't Night Watch. Yeah. It was a very like it was it yeah, I think it was Nightwatch. Nightwatch the, at the time. With, game? It was like a, a video it was a video game about vampires. You had to not let vampires into your house because they'll like drink the blood of all the women in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and it <laughs> yeah. was like rather like risque. Mm-hmm. And, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so like it was pretty interesting to hear that the lawsuit during like in court became more personal than like business wise because the person representing Sega in the court was someone originally from Nintendo. He left Nintendo out of with very bad terms, um, which is why, like, uh, I remember who was representing Nintendo at the time, made it like, "Hey, look, Sony fucked up. This is why they're an anti-consumer." And showed like an entire like receipt of why they're bad. But then the guy fired back, "Well, you know, Nintendo's so family friendly. Why, why does Duck Hunt have a, you know, has a a gun? Like, why are you, what are you trying to show kids?" Mm, yeah, it Man, doesn't, like, you don't think you that's so big at the time, a time when Duck Hunt was controversial, right? <laughs> Duck Hunt was the violent thing, and everyone was like, "We don't need that." And now most gamers are like, "Well, if I can't shoot something in it, I don't want to play it." It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, okay. yeah. This a for me. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Dustin, what about you? Um, I'm going to try to keep this brief. I don't have a whole lot of patch notes this week because I've been getting ready for a new semester for my job. But anyway, um, so uh, I've mostly been I've been playing some Sonic Mania. I am really slow getting into that game. I'm re- I'm realizing that I didn't ever have the the same experience with Sonic games as some people. <laughs> it's, it's me as me and my Sonic fandom. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun though. Um, I'm going to actually download that demo. Hunter Rise while I have access to better internet because otherwise it would take like two days. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> nice oh, that's an ex- a slight exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I'm actually still looking into doing some more Fighter Z stuff. I'm so, I've kind of, I've, I've actually been doing research of all things a little bit <laughs> on like team construction and things like that, and some things like what kind of clothes you need to learn. Yeah. Getting good at a fighting game is a lot of work. <laughs> it is. That's why people take a lot of pride, sometimes too much pride in it. Yeah, because you got to kind of figure out, like, it's it's psychological, and then you got to learn how to opponents and what's called, uh, what's the term? There's like a term for it. Do you remember what it is, James? Um, for what? For reading other people's uh, moves in, in fighting games. I don't know the video game, the fighting game term for it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Let me find the term right quick. I feel like I'm going to be educational for a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can just say reading the opponent, though. Like, if you it's got a it. it's got a very technical term. Right. I just predicted. I'm on a higher level. It's got a Japanese name too. Oh, that's the one. Uh, I think it's I think part? it's Yomi actually. Yeah, it is Yomi. Okay. Um, it's um. Then yeah, I've but it's being able to actually term. like kind of. <laughs> Say what? Uh, then I've never heard that term used in fighting games. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a very good article. <coughs> I was curious, there. but um, about reading and response, or reading people's moves and response. But anyway, and there's learning combos and mm. practicing that as to where you can do them kind of by muscle memory instead of like, oh, I need to use this combo. Okay, I need to use X, and and do it. To me, um, and I'm not trying to break down fighting game mentality into something that's rudimentary, but like if you break it all down, it just seems to boil down to experience. It does. Because it's a combination of like learning some of the fundamentals and then just practicing them, drilling Mm -hmm. them, drilling them, drilling them to get the experience you need. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. But yeah, um, I've been doing a little bit of that. Still been playing. I've been trying to go through some story stuff and some gotchas. They're easy to pick up and do like a quest here. It's there. The Gucci's. Um, I actually, I want to get back to Tales of Vesperia, but I'm not looking forward to that boss fight. <laughs> Look <laughs> like up. That's... So treat Tales like you would a fighting game. That's the best. That's the best advice I'll tell you because Tales always has a boss battle that's going to kick your ass, and you can either over level to go into it, or just look up how to do it because you're not actually at the what i call the gatekeeping boss battle the mm-hmm. one that's like really frustratingly hard if you don't know the exact mechanic to do it um and yeah just just look up some of it um don't beat your I'll, head over it you know yeah i'll probably yeah. do that i may have to go up and grind and do the process mm-hmm. um like get yeah. a little more levels yeah, I would just see what it is. I'm trying to think of the boss you're referring to. But... I'll, I'll look it up. Maybe yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do that. But, um, but yeah, nice that. Um, yeah, I've got some stuff I'm going to be... I'm probably going to have a lot more. Hopefully have quite a bit more passionate time to watch a few. Okay. Yeah, I'm hoping to finish some of the stuff I'm watching so then yes. I can speak on it. But okay. Um, let's quickly... Let's jump into our key items. Key Items is the part of our podcast where we discuss 
what the topic is of the podcast now. No one knows what the topic is until this very moment. And oh, do we hear that, everyone? Is that the gentle tunes of Link on his ocarina? No! I think it's Link on his flute. Or is it Link howling to the moon? That's right, everybody. The subject for today that I thought we'd talk about for a little bit is music in Zelda games. But, in particular, the musical instruments themselves and their implemental execution in the games that they are, their respective video games, and what that means, the significance of that, and kind of going into that. This is a topic that's been dwelled into a good bit, Zelda music and everything like that, but I don't think people usually talk about the items themselves and their importance from a gameplay perspective as well. Um... I picked a few games. I picked the most generally known ones that people have played and the most famous of ones that people have played. And I've already got their items and everything like that. And I know between me, Dustin, Arnold, we have played all these games. Um, I have mm-hmm. literally played all these games. And so I figure we go into them a little bit. So the games and questions that I pick are um, A Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, The Ocarina of Time, of course, um, <laughs> Majora's Mask, Oracle of Seasons and Ages, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Breath of the Wild. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you who are saying, why did you choose Breath of the Wild? There's barely any music in that. Oh, we'll get to it, my friends. And so, yeah. So, let's just let's just jump around. I'm going to ask the most obvious question, and you guys are going to answer exactly how I would have answered if you gave me the question because it's so predictable for this one. What's the Zelda game where music was most involved for you the first time you played it? Huh. Well, no. Can you say that again? Um, what was the Zelda game for you where there was music involved in it that was important and it was the first one you played where that was a big case? Mm, it might be, you know... <laughs> Four sword adventure. <laughs> they claim. Oh this. man, how did you know, Arnold? That how did you know? That was the exact one Dustin and me were thinking about. Because um, I'm a god tier. For those of you who don't know, the obvious answer it's Ocarina of Time. It's most people's main introduction into Zelda proper. Um, a lot of my generation, it's their big one that they played themselves. It's not like we didn't know about Link or Zelda prior to that, but we were much younger at the time. Um, Ocarina of Time came out in November, 23rd of November, 1998. I was nine years old. And it is a, to some people, it's a masterpiece. I think people are retroactively wanting to hate it for some stupid reason. But like... Isn't that how it goes, though? Yeah, Yeah, man. Don't you know, James? That's a pretty shit game. Yeah, you know, that (laughs) game was shit. It was so shit. It killed the franchise. Yeah, man. Um, There was no other games after that game. No, no, none of them. And they just, they they tried and they were like, Zelda's dead. Then Um, they made Mario Maker 2. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Ocarina of Time came out on Nintendo 64. It is about the Ocarina of Time. And it is about um, Link fighting Ganondorf in two different time periods and helping save the land of Hyrule. We won't get into every little mechanic and the story of that. But um, just a pure quick synopsis that I wrote up about it, um, about the ocarina itself. For those of you who don't know what ocarina is, think of a little potato-shaped Basically like yam. Yeah, it's, it's a yam. Turned- it's a yam that's been turned into a, a, a recorder. 
<laughs> turn into Ike. Um, and it is like, um, it is in the game. It's blue and has um, the Triforce symbol on it. And it has six little divisions. Hey, there's also a brown one. Yeah, there's also a brown one. The first one, James. Ah, that's the fairy ocarina. And here's the reason I didn't put that one. Into okay. The, <laughs> the fairy ocarina is a remnant coming from A Link to the Past and Link's Awakening, where they have ah. more magical properties as opposed to the one in this one that does not. Aha! I knew where you guys are going to go. <laughs> but no, um, good <laughs> observation. It. There is two... two um, Two flutes, I mean, two ocarinas in Ocarina of Time. And actually, when you think about it from a narrative and gameplay perspective, you guys bringing that up is important because do you guys remember how you get the Ocarina of Time? Uh, someone, the, the input, throw it. <laughs> I like how your, your computer processor is kind of running hot. <laughs> I was trying really hard to remember because it's been a you're, hot Yeah, you're right. When Arnold said that, it's like uh, Impa, no, Zelda, actually. Right. right. That's Zelda. The, you're uh, starting to piece well. it together. Yep. You're starting to piece it together. So yeah, Zelda tossed it in the well so that Ganon can't get it. Right. It was in the lake. It was in the, the lake where the where the bridge is. Right. So the little, well, is, not lake, but you know, the water. Right. Yes. Yes. She's riding on the she's <laughs> on the on the horse. Yeah. Ganon's riding the horse. Yes. Right? Yes. I like how y'all are like taking the puzzle pieces and throwing it together. <laughs> You're completely right. It is one of the most memorable. And then Ganon looks at Link. It's like, oh look, a kid. Fucking for, for me, it's him. actually one of the most memorable parts in gaming for me. Um, because of how it happens. This is your first time coming to no, your second time returning to Hyrule. And it actually happens after, not second time, sorry. It happens after you gather the three um, stones originally. The ones that you go through, Zor- the Zoro Domain, the Jabu, um, Jabu Jabu, the fish. You go to um, the, the little part of the Dango's Carvin, and then also um, the Great Deku Tree. And you get your little stones. And once you've gotten them, you're about to like, you're like, oh, it's time to finish the game. It's time to save the world. And then the, the area turns black and a cutscene occurs um, where Ganondorf is chasing Zelda and Impa out of Hyrule Castle. And um, she drops the ocarina into the water. And it is important because up until that point, you don't know about the ocarina of time, but you do have an ocarina. You have the fairy one, which you've used to learn your friend's song, um, Sarah's song. And so you go into the, the water and you grab the ocarina. Now you know there's some significance. So you know it's a bigger significance because it's like the ocarina of time. Um, it's not just any ocarina. This thing is the ocarina. It's blue. Yes. And, it's, and it takes the place automatically of your original one. So you already know of the significant importance. You're like, this thing is so good, you just eat it the other one. Away. Yes, it just links like, fuck this shit. Um, friendship. I got the power of time. And like, it's important because narratively and mechanically, you're transitioning to an upgrade. But at the same time, you've already been taught the basic mechanics of it already. Um, and then just kind of going through the expert I have, like it's, it's, it can manipulate time and space, and its color is actually similar to the time shift stones in the game, um, mm. already linking your brain to the fact that they could be used with them. Um, it is also a key item haha, connected to the sacred realm, which is where you go in Zelda um, Ocarina of Time whenever you are in the Temple of Time. Um, 
And it's not just used to, for teleportation, for those of you who do know, that the ocarina is based in the ability to open up certain pathways into and around dungeons. Um, you wake a, a, um, a Gerudo out of depression by using it. And the music for every temple is used in another aspect of the game, which to me broadens the aspect of connecting the world that happens in Ocarina of Time. So, um, and I, those of you who don't play, I play Ocarina of Time, you travel to different dominions throughout the game, and at the end of it all, you call upon these spirits to help you defeat Ganondorf. You know, and it's not just Link doing it. It takes um, the community, basically, to work together. And it's using music and the properties of music to unite that, which music has that inherent value anyway um, throughout our actual world. And so, yeah, Ocarina of Time, and you could say that transcends time and space because you can use songs from when you were a kid that didn't work in the adult Link world and vice versa. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really, really um, a poignant, like, key item of the Zelda series, the Ocarina of Time in particular, um, and why it's useful. Now, can you guys, since you guys are putting puzzles together, I'm going to go to the puzzle team here real quick. Can you tell me, well, we're clearly finna go to Majora's Mask, duh, but why is the Ocarina so important in Majora's Mask? It's why it turns back the moon from, like, crashing into the planet. That's, yeah. so, okay, so that's the obvious choice but right. why do you care about it from the beginning well because you obviously played ocarina of time since it's basically a sequel close you're very close there's an actual reason for why the ocarina is important when you first play the game and um dustin's has to guess is arnold can you guess no idea it's because the joking. skull kid steals it from you that's right so before <laughs> before i you... was just thinking of like that isn't Wait, what did you say, Arnold? I was trying to think, and I was like, isn't the whole thing in that game, like, he's trying to find the fairy? So, yeah, so that's part and of I'm it. And like, I, I was like, maybe he's using the flute, the Dakarina, to find her. I wasn't so, sure, though. So, partially. So, if you remember in, and don't, don't, I was messing with you guys, but even when I was doing research, I was thinking of this myself in the back of my head. Because I was like, the Ocarina is clearly in the game. But, I was like, you don't do anything with it at the beginning. And I was like, why is that? And I was thinking for it for a bit, and the entire first mission of the game is to get into the tower so that you can use a little bubble from your Deku face to get your ocarina back so that you can use it. Um, and yes, um, it's used for multiple purposes in this game, and it's not just the fact that it's used against Skull Kid. And his machinations, but it's also used to lay a lot of the dead characters in Majora's Mask to rest, and you then possess their bodies and take on their form of instrument. Once again, kind of connecting with this theme that Zelda doesn't really talk about a lot, but connecting the species and the, the races of the world together through the forms of music and connection. And this one's even bigger because it's connecting through death. And it's giving people, and for those of you who have not seen the research done on Majora's Mask or talked about it enough, um, Majora's Mask is all about um, the stages of grief, 
um, and you're going through all of those stages of grief and everything like that. Um, Pretty deep for a kid game, you know? Very deep for a kid game and goes over the heads of most children who have played it and most adults who've played it and have never gone back and looked at it. Um, and, of course, this game came out in October 26, 2000. Perfect timing, right before Halloween. Um, this is one of the games I got, like, the day it came out are near the game day it came out because I have the gold version with the little holograph on it. Um, it's a little chipped, but so its value is going down a little bit, but I still have it. I'm looking at it right now. Um, and yeah, the Majora's Mask is used to um, work with the dead and also summon the giants that help stop the moon, which Dustin had referred to um, and whatnot. Now... We've gone to the two most obvious ones. <laughs> and on the connection of those two, I will say Link's Awakening and Link, A Link to the Past isn't as big because the music is, for the most part, used as teleportation. Um, however, in Link's Awakening, it has a stronger significance because the it's used to wake up the... Um, the What's it called? The Yoshi Egg. Yeah, but it's like the wind fish or something like that. I forget what it's called. But it's used to wake up the fish. Um, and so that's more of its significance. It's not a main gameplay mechanic, but it's a very important mechanic. Now, another one is Zelda the Wind Waker. Um, what do you guys know? Do you, I don't know. Have you two guys played that? Uh, um, I have only played that game a bit. I've never really played it. Okay. So. okay. Yeah, I've barely touched. I know a lot of speedruns really about good. it, though. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of, okay, so I'm the only one that's played it. Um, it came out March 24th, 2003. I would not play it much later because at that time I was 14 and my angst was kicking in and I was trying to be like a lot of people are now and like Nintendo for babies. And um, I saw Chibi Link and his cell shadedness, and I thought he looked stupid. I was like, that's not my big boy Link. I want my big boy Link. Even where, where, though, where, where is the edge? Right, where is the edge? I want my edge. And it was nowhere to be seen. Um, and so I played it much later, but Legend the, the Zelda The Wind Waker, it came out on the GameCube, and The Wind Waker is the musical instrument in question, and it's the little baton that he's holding. Um, and you basically become a literal conductor of the winds and Link has the ability to like manipulate wind variations and change it up so that you can sail on the king of red lions in the game um, he gives it to you um, by the way that's your boat it's always talking to you and it functions a little bit like the ocarina where you can kind of break down certain barriers in the game and also control certain statues and certain levels and stuff like that and the wind. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the wind. Like, you can change it how you move throughout the oceans. You can summon, like, little um, little tornadoes and do stuff with it. It's a very unique and powerful weapon. And um, not weapon, just because it's not used mechanically as a weapon ever. But it, it has a unique ability in that sense that the um, ocarinas don't necessarily have. You know, it's very unique in the sense that it is moving it's used to move you forward literally and also throughout the game um the the musical instrument in twilight princess isn't as necessarily unique you still use the ocarina however when you transform you're howling because you're a wolf 
Um, I don't know if the ocarina like forms your esophagus <laughs> when you turn into a wolf and why the howling has magical properties um, since the wolf is technically a curse on Link. Um, and then finally... You know, those curses where somebody's like, hey, I cursed you, and you're like, hey, this is actually kind of great. Huh? This is a bit of fit. Thanks for that, buddy. Um, but yeah, and then finally, and then we can talk overall real quickly about it. Um, there is the Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild doesn't have a musical instrument. Um, if you if it did, it would probably break. <laughs> <laughs> you would be like, oh, fuck. I gotta go get a new reed. Um, no, it'd be like the Master Sword. It just regen. The, so, we, so we have Breath of the Wild. It came out in March 3rd, 2017 for the Nintendo Switch and also the Wii U. Can you guys think of where I'm going with this music part? It's not it's, an item. I mean, you can't go anywhere. There's no good. There's no music. <laughs> One, there is music in it, um, and there's a whole episode we can do about the importance of no music being in Breath of the Wild. Um, in my opinion, um, I, I, I actually think it's very well done. Yeah, it's um, kind of like I, I'm not saying this just to me, but I, I like it because it does like because Dark Souls is the same thing. You don't need music everywhere. The, but, um, but can you think of why? What what area in the game has music? Arnold, you may know this more than Dustin. He hasn't oh, played. Yeah, you definitely know. <laughs> I I am actually. It's usually like a, an important event, like when you're following the dragons in the sky. Uh, so yes, the dragons definitely give off music when you're near them, so that it draws your attention. Um, the the person in question, because this isn't a spoiler, is um, Cass the Rito. Um, mm-hmm. You people have seen him in memes. He's the Birdman with the um, accordion, and he will use his music to help guide you to certain hidden puzzles and levels in the game. Um, something that Zelda uses a lot is like musical notes to indicate secrets of sorts, and he's a big person for that. As far as like outside dungeons, as they were outside puzzles. Um, and also, Arnold landed on a big point of that music in Zelda, particularly in Breath of the Wild, is so poignant because there's no music for the most part. So when you hear music, it instantly triggers you to go into the direction of that, that music, and connect with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that's a big thing with Zelda, is using music for connections, both narratively and mechanically in video games. And I think Zelda does that better than most games actually i think it does it the best i think that's why people got so angry that there was no music in breath of the wild um but again i think that's a strength to breath of the wild that lack of music means when there is music you understand its importance and its significance um now i'm on you just like dark souls yeah yeah sure Yeah, you know, Dark Souls. It's it's so brilliant. It's so good. <laughs> so good. You sound skeptical here. It's so it's so good. It's nothing it's wrong so with Dark Souls. It can't you, a game that everyone says is good can't be bad. Is you know it's exactly it's, it's so good. I love that's it. why The Last of Us. I love the. Ch- I, I love I love challenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the meme is over. 
Um, I am sort of memeing people. I think people have deduced on this podcast. I don't care for Dark Souls, but I don't hate it either. Um, I don't think it's a crap game. I just I think it's good. Um, I do, however, hear people like they will retroactively compare Dark Souls to Zelda, and I'm like, you should just shut up while you're ahead. Like they're not the same game. Um, not even close. Like. <laughs> Um, I, I don't mean that fully because there's Except actually the you, amazing Z targeting. There's a there's a YouTuber um, who I highly respect who compares them, um, H Bomber guy. But I do mean that in the sense I do disagree when people use that as an example, only because they're they're just different games. I I res- I understand why Dark Souls is considered to have the better. Well, no, I but don't. What do they consider better? They're going to say combat. Um, but uh, I, I, dis- I disagree with that. So. Dark Souls man here says, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that was just a small token of analysis that I wanted to bring up. And you guys can say any points you guys wanted to add into that you haven't already. Um, and what you think about it before we close out. Um, I actually, you know, it's funny on the note of the uh, music and that. I always wanted to play Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, which Pretty also, good I think, had some, some solid music elements, if I recall correctly. Never did, though. This is the time when it was hard for me to acquire games, did, just all the way. So, I will say, um, so Ages is actually the one with the music. You would think... Uh, you would think... Oh, yeah. One one has the, the rod thing. Right. right? The and rod of Seasons. The harp. The harp. Mm-hmm. The harp of Ages and... Um, they coincide together. So this is the first Pokemon Zelda game. Yes. And um, that was the era of Pokemon. Era. Yes. Two versions. Yeah, two versions. And I will say this. It does it a little bit better than Pokemon in the sense that these are very different games. And actually how you play it is that you have to play one, connect that save data with the other, and then that's how you battle the final dungeon with the final boss. And um, because at the time, uh, me and my best friend, we both wanted to play it, um, he got Seasons because it was red, and I was getting Ages because it was blue, and I only play blue things. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite color. And um, Ages, Ages is the more puzzle-oriented one. It's the more difficult one as far as puzzle dynamics, while um, um, Seasons is the more combat-focused one. And they both do them pretty well. And yeah, so the music in Ages is a little bit more like Link's Awakening or um, Ocarina of Time, but very minute. It's just to go through the past and the future. And mm-hmm. you are able to do puzzles in that sense. And that's kind of how that works. Um, but it's still, yeah, like this is, and I do have it on my list as things to talk about and whatnot. And they came out like May 14th, 2001. Um yeah. Yeah, very good series though. Kind of like what um, Arnold was saying. Very good, very good games. Um, something that Nintendo should release on the Switch for people to retroactively play. Just saying. Yeah, there's a lot of things. But they were actually weren't they made by Capcom? Now that they I think were. About it? They were. They were made. They were developed by Capcom. Um, I think as opposed to um, like published and stuff. They're published by Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. Let me make sure here. Yeah. Um, seasons. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was developed by Capcom and Flagship. Um, and whatnot. So, developed by Nintendo. Yeah, they were good. They were good games. Came out on Game Boy Color. Recommend everyone play those games. A good era of the video God, yes. God, yes. The Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance eras were like the highlight of gaming. In many ways. Also, I had a big crush on Din. Um... She's the main character of of Seasons. The main girl character of Seasons. Like, as a kid, I was like, man, Din is so... She's so awesome. Like, Nehru was alright. But she was, like, gentle princess type. Mm. Which is which is not problematic at all. I, was, I just... <laughs> I wanted the bad girl. So, it's like... Din, Din was, like, the fire, fiery one. Um, but, yeah... Uh, anything you wanted to say, Arnold, before we close out? Uh, not really. I've just, you know, both, m- most of these games do, I like how, you know, music, most games, music isn't that, like, very, there's no real gameplay mechanic to, sto- to like, music in games. Mm-hmm. But Zelda's, like, one of the few games that makes music important. Yeah. Important enough to make it a key item in most games. Most of their yeah. games. Hey, <laughs> the name for it again. It is quite literally a key item. It's in the like the the segments of your your item menu and everything like that. And I agree with you. Like it's one of the few that connected in that way, and they do do it well. Um, like I don't really, th- I can't really think of any other games that can really that really does that aside from indie games. Uh, Bloodborne only has like one music thing that it does and it's that if you have the music box and it plays a little tune it makes one of the bosses like uh go into frenzy music is very important in nintendo games overall um just from how it's used but also kind of like what you're saying like zelda is the franchise that utilizes it in its most like um connective glory as it Mm -hmm. were um so yeah i agree i agree um, and I'm not counting games that are like specifically music like Beat Saber or stuff like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 not like actually <laughs> their own little category over there yeah games the rapper the rapper the best <laughs> that is the best one um, but yeah I hope everyone did enjoy this and listening to us talk about this for a brief moment here um, like I said before we'll have our Final Fantasy episode at the end of the month and again we are on Patreon check us out it's under the key items podcast on patreon.com send us any donations you would like to send us our way to help out a lot going through for the podcast um yeah again i've been busy things have been happening i've been dealing with panic attacks and being broke all the time so i haven't been able to do a lot to the podcast but just so you know i'm trying you guys gotta remember i'm not like one of those youtubers that sit around all day and play video games on twitch and i make money that and way make, and make thousands of dollars yeah I, I took the stupid route and got like multiple degrees that are useless now um so like, <laughs> um, not, not bitter on, at all not bitter not man. bitter at all well you know what i'm not bitter at them i'm bitter at how society. my country <laughs> and society has at, done at the stuff. society that, that decided hey you know how we told you all when you were a child that there's nothing to come from playing video games and that and, we and we're like up. guess what we're wrong we really like people staring at a screen all day and you you work real hard to help out people and go into fields that like people claim 
real it's jobs. Ne- it's needed, but it's like, yeah, no, we lied. So I'm not bitter at the YouTubers. You guys make your money. I think you do. A lot of you do good work. Um, but yeah, no, I'm bitter at everybody else. <laughs> um, but anyway, definitely, yeah. Thanks for listening to us. I actually have to go do adult things right now and help out a friend real fast. So I've got to go. Um, see you guys and thanks for listening. And as always, I am James. And as always, I'm joined by... Justin. And Arnold. And see you later. Goodbye. Good Thank you for playing. <laughs>